going to love this. Just love it. Why did I come here? I got the feeling that something right. Oh yeah, that's why. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you and once I'm again. What it is I should do. This is your broadcast. Welcome to it. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly citizen, investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com. Stuck in the middle with you for another live show on KPFK Pacifica Radio's 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, and of course, coast to coast and around the globe on kpfk.org, on the Stitcher app, on the TuneIn app, on iTunes, and of course, the Progressive Voices Channel, the Netroots Radio, the Liberal Justice Radio. Yes, you can run, but you can't hide. Welcome to it. Glad you could join us this afternoon. Uh, our phone number, if you'd like to get into any portion of this broadcast, is 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. Write it down in case I tick you off and you need to tell me so. I'd love to hear from you. You can also uh, tweet me throughout the show at the Brad Blog. Love to see from you over there. Maybe read some of your tweets on the air. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. And, of course, later on, as always, Desi, jo- Desi Doyen will be joining us for our, uh, in this case, our special Green News Report coverage of the latest IPCC report on mitigation, climate change mitigation. Yes, be uh, be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, we'll talk about how to avoid the coming climate crisis. Hint, take serious action now to reduce global warming gas uh, emissions within the next 15 years, or we're screwed. Or you can t- pretend it's all a hoax and uh, not give a damn about it and uh, condemn your kids and your grandkids to a living hell. Your choice. Uh, the IPCC, the UN's IPCC, tells us that the high-speed train is leaving the station on climate change, on global warming, but that it is not yet too late for the world to get on it. But we got to work quick. And we got to do it in the next 15 years. And we got to reduce emissions to zero by the end of the century. What could possibly go wrong? Our phone number is 818-985-5735. Uh, we will, as I say, talk about that a little bit later with Desi Doyen. Uh, what else do I have here before I get to uh, torture? <sighs> yeah, uh, I'll be... Uh, some disturbing issues, frankly, regarding torture and the corporate mainstream media. Uh, also, maybe we'll maybe we will talk about the fact that since 9/11, 34 people have been killed by right-wing extremists in this country. 
versus 21 by Muslim jihadists. And yet, who are we spending billions and trillions of dollars to defend ourselves against while we're giving a, a, a free pass to these right wing? Remember back in 2009? Remember Obama had just come in and the Department of Homeland Security came out with a study uh, about right-wing, homegrown right-wing extremists and uh, concerns about that, concerns about violent right-wing extremists in this country. They had previously come out with one about left-wing extremists, such as there are uh, very many, I guess, eco-terrorists, uh, if you can find any. But they came out with this report on right-wing terrorists and, of course, Fox News and the Republicans they all went crazy and they bullied and they uh, terrified, if you will, the, uh, the Department of Homeland Security into re, uh, redacting that entire report on right wing extremism in this country. Well, what is apparently the greatest threat when it comes to extremists in this country? It appears to be right wingers. And oh, by the way. When they're right-wingers and they're white, it's not terrorism. Guy goes out, shoots, uh, shoots up a Jewish community center, not terrorism. It's a white guy. Are you kidding me? Apparently not. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Maybe we'll get to more on that in a bit. Uh, first, Obamacare. And this has to do, frankly, with the Democrats and with the fact that Democrats, we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, the Democrats, Harry Reid, he's been going out against the Koch brothers. Oh, the, the big bad Koch brothers, they're so terrible. Uh, and yeah, by the way, they are terrible. But calling the Koch brothers terrible is uh, not what you run on, does not give somebody a something to vote for. You give them something to vote for. Uh, and if the Democrats would say, look, give us, you know, never mind defending the Senate, never mind shaking, quivering, going on the Sunday show saying, oh, we're scared to death, we're going to lose the Senate. Uh, how about going out there and saying, not only are we going to defend the Senate, we're going to take the House and if you give us the House and the Senate and the White House, we will do X, Y, Z. Problem is, Democrats haven't come up with X or Y or Z to make a promise to the American people. Uh, put us in, uh, put us, give us both houses and we will restore unemployment. We will uh, raise the minimum wage. We will take action on climate. Tell us what you will do, Democrats. Give people a reason to vote. Oh, here's one reason to vote. You guys came up with Obamacare. Well, not really. It was the Republicans. It was the Heritage uh, Foundation. But you guys passed Obamacare. And for the last three, four years, you have been running from Obamacare. Why are you doing this, Democrats? Never mind what I think about Obamacare. Uh, the fact is... The point was to get uninsured people to get them insurance, to get them health care coverage. And, oh, what do you know? It's succeeding. But where are the Democrats out there yelling and screaming about it? Hey, our Obamacare is working. The Affordable Care Act is working. They're still cowering. They're still letting the Republicans rule the day on this, despite the fact that the American people, even the Republicans, are beginning to get it. A new poll out Today, from Gallup, shows that the states that have embraced the Affordable Care Act have also seen a significantly larger drop in their uninsured population. 
In states that expanded Medicaid and actively participated in the insurance marketplace under the law, the uninsured rate dropped two and a half percentage points from 16.1 in 2013 to 13.6 in the first quarter of 2014. Dropped two and a half points, but only in the states that did things like expanded Medicare, participated in the exchanges and so forth. In states that did not expand Medicaid or participate in the insurance market, the uninsurance rate dropped just 0.8 percentage points from 18.7 to 17.9 in the first quarter of 2014. Uh, I would think Democrats would be proud of that. I would think they would be out there uh, yelling and screaming about that instead of cowering in fear of the Koch brothers and their uh, remarkable amount of money, their remarkable ability to lie to the American people. Uh, Another poll uh, just uh, two days ago. From this one from uh, Reuters, a Reuters Ipsos poll. Americans increasingly think Democrats have a better plan for health care than Republicans. According to the poll, uh, nearly one third of respondents in the online survey released on Tuesday said they prefer the Democrats plan, policy or approach to health care compared to just 18 percent for Republicans. Well, of course, because the Republicans don't actually have a plan. The Democrats ought to have single payer Medicare for all, but they don't. They've got the Affordable Care Act, but it is getting millions of people health care now that didn't have it before. And uh, the American people are finally, it seems, starting to realize that. Uh, In the last couple of weeks, as the exchanges hit their goals, news coverage has been more positive and the support of the Democratic Party on this issue has rebounded a bit, says Ipsos pollster Chris Jackson. Uh, And then just a couple of days before that, another Gallup poll found that the number of self-identified GOPers, and this is the one that actually I think is the most amazing. A new Gallup poll found that the number of self-identified GOPers who think the law won't affect them spiked 20 percentage points from just a month ago. In other words, Republicans have been out there lying uh, to the American public, telling them that uh, the Affordable Care Act is going to ruin your life. It's going to it's a government takeover of health care. It's going to ruin health care in the United States as we know it. And, of course, the incurious Republicans that watch Fox News believe them. And then, lo and behold, uh, Obamacare kicks in, kicks in at the beginning of the year. And Republicans are looking around and going, oh, yeah, this hasn't affected me. I'm just fine. The government hasn't come in and uh, taken away my health care. As a matter of fact, now I have a a couple of additional benefits. I get free uh, checkups every year. I get free uh, birth control every year. Unless I work at Hobby Lobby. And so, uh, yeah, in the the past uh, month... Uh, Republicans have finally begun to figure that out, uh, realizing it won't affect them by 20 percentage points from just a month ago. Back in late February and early March, 72 percent of Republicans said that Obamacare would make their lives and their families' lives worse in the long run. But just a month later, that 72 percent of Republicans number fell to just 51 percent. Still a majority. Uh, the propaganda has worked, but uh, but it is falling. It's falling rapidly. And oh, yeah, it's an election year. So you think Democrats would uh, would give a damn. 
and would want to make some hay about this. But, you know, they're Democrats. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. All right. uh, Before we get to uh, some of your calls on this and much more, uh, this is what I really, really want to make sure we get to today. Because if we don't, apparently no one will. And that is uh, late last week. Uh, The findings from the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee's report on CIA torture and detention during the Bush-Cheney administration, the findings from that report, from that 6,600-page report that has been worked on for years, the findings of that report were finally leaked. Now, you may remember this report uh, because we talked about it uh, several weeks ago on this show. Uh, This is the one that uh, Dianne Feinstein had come out and was furious because the CIA was spying on the intelligence committee's uh, work on their computers, was removing documents. And finally, uh, recently, the Senate committee, the intelligence committee, voted to release 500 pages of this 6,600-page document. Those 500 pages have been sent to the White House. The White House now gets to redact whatever the White House wishes to redact. And, uh, and release it then to the American people if the White House chooses. Hopefully they will. But in the meantime, the findings of this report were released, were leaked to McClatchy. And McClatchy published these last week. And they're very simple. There are 20 findings, bullet point, very simple findings, uh, revealing all kinds of illegalities, incompetence, endangerment of national security, war crimes by the CIA, by their contractors, by their agents, by their officials, and other officials potentially officials in the White House, potentially officials at the DOJ. This report has been in place, has been worked on for years. This report is based on the torture and illegal secret detention that was being carried out during the Bush administration uh, in violation of not just U.S. law, frankly, but in violation of international law. You'd think the media would give a damn. You'd think they would care. Apparently, they don't. McClatchy released this this report, I think it was a Thursday night or Friday, uh, and not a single Sunday network news show. Not uh, NBC Meet the Press with David Gregory, with the Yutz David Gregory. Not ABC's uh, This Week with George Stephanopoulos, CBS Face the Nation with Bob Schieffer. And, of course, yeah, naturally, Fox News Sunday uh, didn't mention a word of it. So I guess I will. I guess I'll have to read this leaked document uh, to you because our media won't. Our corporate mainstream media won't. Uh, our phone number is 818-985-5735 if you'd like to talk about any of this. So here we go. Let's just run through these bullet points that the network uh, news apparently doesn't think you need to know about, doesn't think it's that important. The committee's complete list of findings follows, according to this leaked document leaked to, uh, leaked to the McClatchy News Service late last week. Uh, point one, 
The CIA's use of enhanced interrogation techniques did not effectively assist the agency in acquiring intelligence or in gaining cooperation from detainees. In other words, the CIA told Congress that uh, they were getting a lot of uh, intel from this. Uh, you may have heard, oh, this is how we caught uh, Osama bin Laden is because of torture. No. The committee found, based on firsthand documents from the CIA, that that did not happen. And apparently the CIA lied to Congress and the public, as a matter of fact, telling them that uh, they got uh, intelligence from this, uh, from these uh, torture techniques. They call them enhanced interrogation. These torture techniques. Next point. The CIA repeatedly provided inaccurate information to the Department of Justice, impeding a proper legal analyst, uh, analysis of the CIA's detention and interrogation program. So in other words, the CIA interfered in a federal investigation into what was going on, and they lied to the Department of Justice. Next point, the CIA subjected detainees to interrogation techniques that had not been approved by the Department of Justice or had not been authorized by the CIA headquarters. So there you go, torture in violation of international treaties. The CIA did not conduct a comprehensive or accurate accounting of the number of individuals it detained and held individuals who did not meet the legal standard for detention. The CIA's claim about the number of detainees held and subjected to its I'm just going to say to its torture techniques were inaccurate. Again, the CIA lied to Congress, lied to investigators, and oh yeah, false imprisonment. Isn't that a crime? Didn't that used to be a crime? Back when we had crimes in this country, at least back when we had crimes that uh, applied to powerful people, the CIA inaccurately characterized the effectiveness of the enhanced interrogations techniques to justify their use. Again, they lied to Congress. Maybe they lied to the White House. The CIA's use of enhanced interrogation techniques was brutal and far worse than the agency communicated to policymakers. Again, more crimes, torture, violates uh, international treaties, lying to Congress. The conditions of confinement for CIA detainees were brutal and far worse than the agency commuted, uh, communicated to policymakers. The CIA impeded effective White House oversight and decision-making. Again, this is the Senate. This is the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee based on CIA documents coming out with, the, with these findings. So the CIA impeded effective White House oversight and decision-making. Of course, I am dubious about that. I'm dubious about everything. I'm dubious about that. The, uh, the implication here is that the, uh, the White House, the Bush-Cheney White House, simply had no idea what was going on, had no idea how bad it was. Okay? That's what the U.S. Uh, Senate Intelligence Committee has found. The CIA has actively avoided or impeded congressional oversight of the program. The CIA impeded oversight by the CIA's Office of Inspector General. So they interfered with the office, with the CIA's Office of Inspector General. They impeded oversight. The Inspector General's office is supposed to look into things like this, make sure that there are no laws being broken. And of course, the CIA stopped its own officer from being able to inspect what was going on. Numerous inter internal critiques and objections concerning the CIA's management and use of the detention and interrogation program were ignored. So they knew they had a problem. They knew they were committing illegalities and they didn't care. The CIA did it anyway.
You get in the picture here? Crime after crime after crime after crime. Which you would think in and of itself is bad enough. But the fact that uh, the U.S. corporate mainstream media didn't even give a damn enough to cover this on Sunday. What were they doing? Still looking for the missing plane? The CIA manipulated the media by coordinating the release of classified information, which inaccurately portrayed the effectiveness of the agency's enhanced interrogation techniques. So the CIA manipulated the media. Imagine that. And how did they do it? By leaking classified information. The CIA leaked classified information in order to manipulate the media And as you recall, uh, Chelsea Manning is now in jail for 30 years for doing exactly that, leaking classified information to the media. John Kirakow is in jail uh, for leaking information to the media. Ironically enough, leaking information about this illegal detention and uh, spying uh, torture program that was going on. And oh yes, Edward Snowden, he's a wanted man for leaking information to the media. But if you're in the CIA, I guess it's okay to do it. And if you're in the media, one who was leaked to, I guess it's okay to not report it. The CIA was unprepared as it began its detention and interrogation program more than six months after being granted detention. uh, After being granted uh, detention authorities. In other words, they were incompetent. Not only were they breaking the law, they were breaking it badly. The way in which the CIA operated and managed the program complicated and in some cases hindered the national security missions of other executive branch agencies. In other words, the CIA endangered national security with their program of secret detention and torture. Again, if you're just tuning in, I am reading from the leaked document, the findings of the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee's years-long report based on CIA's firsthand knowledge of what went on during the Bush-era torture and detention program. These are the findings that were leaked to McClatchy. Uh, We believe that they are uh, authenticated. As a matter of fact, Dianne Feinstein uh, threw a fit when this happened. She wants to find out who leaked them. So nobody's saying that these are not the findings. Uh, As a matter of fact, nobody is saying these are the actual findings because the Sunday shows have no time to report on them. Continuing on, there's just a few more here. Management of the CIA's detention and interrogation program was deeply flawed throughout its duration, particularly so in 2002 and 2003. So uh, there was incompetence. There was failed management of the program. But we're worried about a bad website. Oh, the Obamacare website. It doesn't work. I'm outraged. We're throwing out those Democrats. Two contract psychologists devised the CIA's enhanced interrogation techniques and were central figures in the program's operation. By 2005, the CIA had overwhelmingly outsourced operations related to the program. Oh, of course they did. We've privatized the torture. We've got contractors doing it, naturally. The effectiveness of the enhanced interrogation techniques was not sufficiently evaluated by the CIA. 
Oh, okay. So there was a lack of oversight of the program, the program that violates international treaties and obtains no useful intel, and we didn't bother to oversee it. This is going well. CIA personnel who were responsible for serious violations, inappropriate behavior, or management failures in the program's operation were seldom reprimanded or held accountable by the agency. Of course they weren't. Nobody knew about it. When you keep it secret, when you do things in the dark, you can get away with anything. So there was not only incompetence, there was a lack of oversight, and when people screwed up, nobody was held accountable. Imagine that. The CIA's detention and interrogation program ended by 2006 due to legal and oversight concerns, unauthorized press disclosures, and reduced cooperation from other nations. So, in other words, it achieved nothing. It was abandoned. And then the CIA and Dick Cheney and all the right-wingers went out and lied about the program to the American public for years. And now we have information that directly counters that, and the mainstream corporate media doesn't seem to care. Last point, the 20th point. The CIA's detention and interrogation program damaged the United States' global reputation and came with heavy costs, both monetary and non-monetary. Uh, well, I guess the costs weren't that heavy. Because the uh, network news doesn't even care to tell us about it. They don't even think it's important. They didn't even bother to cover it, which is why I wanted to read you all of those points, because they did not. Now, we have them uh, posted at bradblog.com. If you'd like to read them for yourself, if you'd like to hand them to your friends, if you'd like to send them to David Gregory, so maybe he can cover it. Uh, instead of uh, snarking about who's going to uh, run for president in 2016. By the way, we are a party to the U.N. Convention Against Torture. And if we hear about torture, uh, whether it's in our country or anywhere else, we have an obligation to investigate it and to hold those torturers accountable for it. The prohibition against torture under that treaty is absolute for all nations. We signed on to it. Ronald Reagan signed on to it in 1987. Reading from Article 2 of the treaty, the, uh, there, it is absolute. Quote, no exceptional circumstances whatsoever, whether a state of war or a threat of war, Internal political instability or any other public emergency may be invoked as a justification of torture. That's from the U.N. Convention Against Torture. So we have an obligation. This country has an obligation to investigate torture, uh, to hold uh, those who committed it accountable. And by the way, if we don't, other nations do. Every other nation who is a party to that treaty now has a responsibility to investigate those people who carried out these war crimes in our country and hold them accountable. That's the law. But if nobody knows what happened, if nobody is uh, reporting on what happened, if the mainstream media doesn't give a damn about what happened, nobody will be held accountable. Now, our friend Trevor Tim over at the uh, Freedom of the Press Foundation has called for the entire report to be leaked, the entire 6,600 pages to be leaked by somebody entirely. He's concerned that it will never see the light of day. 
even though the Senate has now asked for 500 pages of that to be released, to be redacted first and then released. He thinks there'll be too much redaction. Nobody will take any action. And uh, we're going to try to get him on the show to talk about it. Uh, But uh, he thinks that every page, all 6,600 pages, ought to be released. Well, I agree. But the question is, even if they are released, and if nobody holds these people accountable, if no law enforcement uh, action uh, holds these people accountable, if nobody is frog-marched to prison, what the hell difference will it make when we release it? And if it's released and nobody even covers it in the mainstream media, if the Sunday shows can't even be bothered to report this information based on tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of pages of documents from the CIA, firsthand reports, if the mainstream media won't even bother to report on it, what good does releasing it do? So, you know, don't bother to release it because the media won't bother to report it. And if the media doesn't report it, nobody will be held accountable. And once again, we learn that the rule of law in this country just doesn't matter at least according to the Sunday shows, at least according to the corporate media. Tell people, folks. Don't tell them stuff. Brother, if you'd like to uh, not keep quiet, please give us a call. 818-985-KPFK. 818-985-5735. If you'd like to talk about that, if you'd like to talk about Obamacare or anything else, we got much more straight ahead. Love to hear from you, though. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sonali Kohatkar, host of Uprising, bringing you some very exciting news for KPFK. Free Speech TV, a nationally syndicated television channel, has approached Uprising to start broadcasting the show. That's where Democracy Now! first debuted its television program. We're incredibly thrilled at this opportunity to potentially bring the show to millions of viewers. But we need your help. We have an Indiegogo campaign for this special project. Go to Indiegogo.com slash projects slash Uprising TV to make a donation to KPFK and give what you can. We have fantastic perks to thank you for your contribution, such as limited edition signed posters, MP3 CDs, fair trade coffee, and much more. We have until April 30th to make our goal so that we can outfit KPFK's studios with video recording and editing equipment. What's great is that the equipment we acquire, if the campaign is successful, will be KPFK's to use and potentially all your favorite radio shows to be televised. In our new digital age, this is the way forward for KPFK. 
Again, that's indiegogo.com slash projects slash uprising TV, or you can go to kpfk.org for a link to the campaign. KPFK. Welcome back. This is your Bradcast on Pacifica Radio. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. You can also tweet me at the Bradblog. Love to hear from you there. And, you know, we put people, if anybody wants to disagree with me on any of this stuff, I would love to hear from you. I'm tempted to ask uh, for people who, uh, this Bundy Ranch, don't make me talk about this Bundy Ranch thing. Don't I will do it. I will do it. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Okay, just a few more uh, thoughts here before we go to the phone. Since I had mentioned, uh, can white people be terrorists? This is from Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. A former leader of the Ku Klux Klan who founded his own militant racist group was arrested for shooting and killing three people at two Kansas City area Jewish community centers on April 13 when he founded the white uh, when he founded the White Patriot Party in 1980 Fraser Glenn Miller said its goal was the creation of an all white nation within the 1 million square miles of Mother Dixie in 86 Miller declared total war on Jews blacks and the federal government he served 3 years in prison on weapons charges and for running a paramilitary organization in violation of a court order oh Wait, can you can you get a court order and you can run a paramilitary organization with a court order? Anyway, he said uh, he shouted Heil Hitler after being taken into custody after the Kansas City attacks. But media, once again, are reluctant to label the shootings Miller is charged with as acts of terrorism or to even raise the issue. According to the search of the Nexus database, the word terrorism does not appear to have been used in connection With the Kansas shootings in the New York Times or the Washington Post, on much of the network news coverage, the killings were mostly discussed as hate crimes. Brian Williams called it a terrible outburst of violence. It would be difficult to see how the crimes Miller is accused of committing would not meet the conventional legal standard under the definition of terrorism in the U.S. Code. But calling something an act of terrorism is not just a legal or law enforcement matter. matter, It is also a political determination. A year ago, the bombings at the Boston Marathon were immediately discussed as an act of terror before any suspects were announced and any motives were even understood. And there is a media pattern of downplaying acts of right-wing domestic terrorism. In 2011, Fairness and Accuracy and uh, Accuracy in Reporting compared the effusive coverage afforded an amateur bomb set by a Muslim perpetrator in New York City's Times Square to the sparse coverage of a much more sophisticated explosive device planted by a white supremacist at a Martin Luther King Day parade in Spokane, Washington. Um, 
There is a long history of anti-abortion terrorism also not being labeled as such. You get the idea. If it's white people, if it's right-wingers, it ain't terrorism. It's just violence. Can you imagine if a bunch of lefties... Can you imagine if a bunch of Muslims... Can you imagine if a bunch of black people surrounded federal agents and pointed their automatic weapons at them in the middle of the desert, as happened at the Bundy Ranch uh, case... Over the weekend, can you imagine what would have happened to those people? And speaking of those people who rode in, those heroes who rode into the Bundy Ranch uh, to defend a scofflaw rancher out there who refuses to even recognize the U.S. government, much less its constitution. Uh, where were you heroes, by the way, when they were violently crushing occupiers all across this country? Where were you uh, yelling tyranny uh, when they're taking away people's rights to vote, when they're taking away women's rights to their own body? Where are you heroes with your AK-47s? Love, uh, love to wonder where the hell you people are. Let's go to the phones. 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, Don in Los Angeles. Hey, Don, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, hi, Brad. Um, in regards to like uh, things the media doesn't cover, uh, yes, the CIA report, they're obviously not, rec not covering it, but you know, they, they've been doing this for a long time. They've got a long history of, of training uh, local police around the world and very, very brutal torture techniques. They're going to do it now to Ukraine. They've done it in Afghanistan. There's incredible atrocities going on. So this is an entire uh, culture of torture. But in regards to, I wanted to mention also about uh, stories that uh, the media is not, is not covering. I was wondering if you had heard about this. I think around March the 5th, um, the um, Israeli foreign ministry claimed that they were having a dispute with their uh, foreign ministry embassy workers, and they were on strike, and that they would be closed down. They are closing down all their embassies for two months, and that uh, Netanyahu was canceling all his meetings. No, and I've, I've heard no such thing. Yeah, it's out there. Okay. It's, it's on their foreign ministry website, as a matter of fact. And I thought, I never heard okay. of such a thing in my no. life. I it's haven't... very fishy, because Netanyahu was at the um, 7705 bombing there in London, uh, mm. right across the street when it happened. Okay, can you point... Can you point fo uh, wait, so you're saying that this information is on their I, website now? I think, I, I think some of it is. Right? Yes, the uh, Israeli foreign ministry website... Okay. They had, had noticed that all their embassies were closed down, for, so they would have no uh, response to media inquiries. And this was when? Or, when Don, when was this? I think around March the 5th, and they had an update. I remember okay. I was reading around March all the right. 25th. All I, just, right. I couldn't believe it. For two months, they're gonna, they're, they're, they, they, they claim that the foreign yeah. ministry could not reach an agreement with the, the, the uh, workers on strike. You don't do that when you're completely obsessed all with right. security. Okay. Right? That, well, I got to look into it because I'm unclear on that report, Don. But Amazing. I think, yeah, I thanks for the report and thanks for pointing us to it. Uh, let me go to Nick in Camarillo. Welcome to the broadcast, Nick. Hi there, Brad. I just want to ask you. Uh, I don't know if I got you straight, but are you pro Obamacare? Did I hear that right? Pro Obamacare? 
Yeah. I am pro uh, people getting health care, people who can't uh, otherwise afford to get health care getting health care. And in fact, Obamacare has led to millions of those people who couldn't get health care before getting health care now. So in that regard, uh, yes, I'm pro Obamacare. As far as the law itself, I think it's a terrible law. I think uh, private insurance company, insurance businesses have no business profitize, uh, profiteering off our illnesses. We should have a single Payer. It's obscene uh, that private companies are making that kind of money uh, off of our illness. But uh, as far as people getting health care, yes, I'm in favor of people getting health care. Well, uh, you know, it sounds like you're kind of dipping on two sides. You're talking to someone who's a Green Party full on left. I'm not even liberal. I'm further left than that. And uh, I'm on the side of single payer or, or forget it because it's just a big gift to the insurance companies. In fact, it's dole care. Yeah. Well, it, you know what? It, 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 uh, I guess you're not sick. I guess you don't need health care right now. Is that correct? Well, if I get Obamacare, uh, how, much, how much dental does it co- uh, cover? I don't think dental is covered at all. Right. <laughs> I can't use it at all. Yeah. So, and, it, uh, so to say that you're <laughs> for it, but it's a terrible law, it's sort of like saying, uh, you know, I, I like it, I hate it. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. Okay, well, uh, I, if, if if you know anybody who actually needs health care but can't get any, couldn't get any before, but can get it now, you may feel differently about it. Uh, yes, yeah, dental, ha- hang on, Nick. Nick, dental should be covered. Other things should be covered. Uh, The private companies should get the hell out of uh, the entire business, frankly. But uh, if people can't get health care and now they can, that much I'm in favor of. And I think you ought to recognize that's what's going on. Except it's useless to me. It's a huge copay for uh, catastrophic care, which could ruin you. It's uh, no dental care, and it's a, a mandatory money paid to help insurance companies. We're already richer than I'll ever understand, you know. So uh, basically, my my view is get the profit, the huge profit motive out of the food supply, out of medicine. In fact, uh, if we could get doctors to tell people to go vegan, they'd probably lose a huge profit motivate. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I, I will agree with you that we need to get the profit motive out of there. But as far as uh, people not being able to get health care so you can make your political point, I'm not in favor of it, Nick. Well, health care that's useful. I mean, yeah, right. now you have health Great. What do you do with it? Uh, you, go, you have to pay into it. Yeah. And you and you go get and you go get healthy and you go cure your cancer, uh, but I do appreciate what you're saying, Nick. I hear what you're saying, and uh, you know what? Keep raising hell, my friend. You hate it, you love it. Republican, Republican, great. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, let me go to uh, let's see, uh, Randy in Tustin. Hey, Randy, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you very much. Um, I certainly agree with you, Brad, in terms of the health care, but that wasn't the reason why I called. I wanted to let people know, and you probably know this already that um, the progressive democrats of america i'm green party are supporting bernie sanders to run so you have to go to the website of progressive democrats of america and um, sign up and that way they can have a chance to put him on yeah so i, I don't know if people are aware i i assume pretty much kpfk listeners are but i thought i would throw that out there to tell people to go to that whatever party you are and finally have a democrat really be a democrat and that's at uh, pdamerica.org. Is that where that yeah. uh, petition is? Right. pdamerica.org. If you want Bernie Sanders to run as a Democrat, because currently he's an independent and he's deciding 
if he's going to run at all. He has made it uh, pretty clear, however, that if he does run, he doesn't want to be a spoiler. He doesn't want to run or what he considers to be a spoiler. He doesn't want to run as a third party. So the only way to do that is if Bernie runs as a uh, as as a Democrat. So pdamerica.org if you are in favor of that and if you want to call on uh, Bernie Sanders to get in the game and uh, – Stop the Hillary train, I guess, before it comes right. through. Right, and the thing is, if you do a search under just progressive Democrats, yeah. it'll pop up. All right. Okay. Very good. Great. Thanks, Randy. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, by the way, if anybody, I, I threw this out there. If anybody can tell me um, what I am misunderstanding about the Bundy Ranch idiocy, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what I am not getting. I'd love to know why. Uh, and it's not just right wingers who think that this uh, Cliven Bundy, this scoff law, this lawless uh, rancher who doesn't recognize the even does, he said directly he does not recognize the United States government. And so I hear a lot of, uh, you know, people who are calling themselves constitutional conservatives supporting this guy. Um, but if you don't support, if you don't even recognize the U.S. government, then how can you recognize the U.S. government's constitution? Uh, and this guy um, just, you know, he, he thinks that he ought to be able to uh, run his cows for free on any land he wants, no matter how much it costs other people. He should not have to pay for it. Uh, you should. You should have to uh, fix the damage that it causes. And so you got these right wingers who are usually against welfare saying that, oh, this guy should be able to use public lands for free. Why? Cuz. So whatever I'm not understanding, let me know. 818-985-5735. Uh, let's go to uh, Ron in Venice. Uh, Ron, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. Ron's quite... Oh, in Venice. Okay, Ron, in Venice. Desi's fault. Desi, you're so fired again. Uh, Ron, are you there? All right. His question, by the way, was how should we communicate climate change? We should show up when uh, the radio host comes to take you. That's how we should do it. All right, uh, John in Sun Valley. Uh, hey, John, welcome to the broadcast. I'm here. Oh, be careful out there. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not me. Oh, okay, They're not coming good. for me. Okay, good. good. <laughs> They're not coming for me. Anyway. Not um, yet. I, when you mentioned the uh, health care, single yes. payer. Yes. I would like you to consider the option of single purveyor also, a government purveyor of health care, because keep in mind that although a hospital can be considered nonprofit, it still deals with a lot of for-profit entities. So you're saying not just a single payer uh, paying the private doctors in the private hospital. You're saying single purveyor, meaning uh, like the system they have in, in, in the United Kingdom, where all of the doctors and the hospitals themselves are actually owned and run by the government. Well, also here, veterans. Oh, VA. The, the VA administration. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I hear you. And, and by I the way... Yeah, thank you for using your airwaves to make that point. And people who get this idea, like our previous caller, uh, that because I'm pointing uh, to the good side, you know, the, the good effects of this law, 
of this crappy law, frankly, but the good effects of it, because I'm being honest about what it is doing and what it is accomplishing, uh, somehow makes me a, what did he call me, a republicrat or a demicon or whatever he called me. I don't know. Thanks, John. I appreciate your call. Uh, stay away from those uh, from those police, okay? <laughs> Keep running. Uh, okay. Uh, why don't we do some? Uh, why don't we do some green news? Getting better all the time. Yes, it is. It is, is it uh, getting better? Well, it depends. That's it, not what the UN says. Well, Listen, no. But be, before we get to our special report, Desi Doyen, of course, uh, our producer here and my uh, co-host on the Green News Report. Uh, before we get to the Green News uh, Report, do I have a minute? Yeah, let me let me play just a minute or so of this. Uh, okay, we're going to have our special report on the uh, IPCC's uh, latest terrifying report. Yeah. Uh, but so so that everybody can just get prepared for that. But first, but some first, comedy. Some comedy <laughs> from our friends at Fox News. This is Eric Bowling uh, speaking with a former oil CEO. I think his name is David Archibald. Uh, this guy, David Archibald, is claiming uh, he's got a new book or something. Yeah. That uh, global cooling is coming. We've got a big ice age coming up. We've got a big up. ice age. Let's just play a, a few seconds of this and Ray be ready to start and stop here because I'm sure Desi and I will have some, some comments on this. Eric, how are you? Thank you, Elizabeth. Remember that harsh, cold winter? Well, it could become the norm. Our next guest says the earth is heading into another ice age and the reason behind it may not be what you think, David Archibald, author of the new book, The Twilight of, of Abundance, How Life in the 21st Century Will Be Nasty, Brutish, and Short. He joins us now to explain. David, welcome. Um, so tell us, what, what's the, so we're headed into a cooling period, a long-term cooling period. Why? See, well, the, the, in the second half of the 20th century, the sun was more active than it had been in the previous 8,000 years. And of course, we had a gentle and wholly beneficial warming as a result of that. But now the sun's going to sleep, so to speak. <laughs> and we've got a 20 to 30 year cooling period, which will bottom out about 2045. Okay, so we're heading into the cooling period now. Why is that important? What, what's, what are the effective changes that we're going to see? Hold on for a second. So, he's, so the sun is going to sleep. Apparently. Apparently. And Eric Bowling, who has been one of the loudest jackasses on Jackass TV, otherwise known as Fox News, uh, claiming that the thousands and thousands of scientists, climate scientists, who have studied global warming over the last decades, who have reports, produced thousands of reports, they don't know anything. They're stupid. This one guy comes on, a former oil CEO comes on and says, we're going into a great new ice age. And, of course, that's what Eric Bowling thinks. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, of so, course. of course, that's got to be true. Doesn't even question him. No. Does, just takes, oh, we're going into a cooling period. We don't have time to play the rest of that. But he goes on and says, oh, this is going to cause the, our food supply. Uh, we're going to be in trouble. Right. Uh, it, it, and he just buys it. Oh, yeah, he just buys it lock, stock, and barrel and says, wow, that's a very interesting theory that you have there. Right. Well, we should do something about that. But yeah. no, no, if 12,000 scientists right. say over the last 150 years, hey, we got a problem here about global warming because of all the carbon dioxide that we're releasing into the atmosphere that has a greenhouse effect that's well, very well documented and very well understood. No, that's a bridge too far. That's nonsense. That's Al Gore trying to get rich. Idiots. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, so let's hear from some non-idiots over at the uh, 
In a governmental panel on climate change, yes. Thank you very much. Our latest Green News report. The U.N. panel says the world must act now. We have the means to do this, but it remains a huge, huge challenge. Green News Report special coverage. The U.N. Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report on mitigation. The costs, the risks, and the opportunities. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We are not saying this is... A free lunch. Climate policy is not the free lunch. But climate policy could be a lunch worthwhile to buy. Well, either way, it sounds like a delicious lunch. And I'll have the carbon fries with that. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, over the last several weeks, we have had several phases of this massive report from the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. It came in three phases. This is their fifth assessment. They do one every few years. Thousands of scientists participate, volunteer on this report. We've had three phases. The first phase? Yes, that was on the physical science, what we know and how we know it. And then we had the second phase? That was on the impacts of global warming that are happening today and the serious impacts to come. And now we finally have the third and final report to be ignored by the mainstream media (laughs) on... This is on mitigation, ways and means to cut our emissions of greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide that are warming the planet. The upshot of the report is that it is not too late to address the climate change crisis and to Taking action now will be a lot cheaper and a lot more successful than if we decided to wait. Now, the report calculates that we have about 15 years to begin launching major and aggressive changes in our energy supply if we're going to keep global temperatures from rising more than two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial times. And two degrees Celsius is almost four degrees Fahrenheit. Right. And overshooting that two degrees Celsius threshold is likely to cause serious harm to our civilization and the natural systems that support it. Oh, that's all. That's why this is important. IPCC Chairman Rajenda Pachari says this effort, however, will only succeed if all nations work together. If we really want to bring about a limitation of temperature increase to no more than two degrees Celsius, then this is the message that comes out very clearly from this report. A high-speed mitigation train would need to leave the station very soon, and all of global society would need to get on board. Now, the report calculates we have to reduce greenhouse gas emissions 40 to 70 percent by the year 2050. (laughs) I know. Oh, Oh, you're serious? And fall to near zero by 2100. They say that climate change is primarily an energy problem. This ambitious goal can be reached by increasing the development of clean and renewable energy sources by 300 to 400 percent and squeezing much more energy efficiency out of our cars, buildings and industries. We may also have to invent technologies that pull carbon out of the atmosphere. But most importantly, the report calculates that all of these actions will have only modest economic costs and will barely slow down global economic growth. Chairman Pachari says that's not even including the economic benefits of avoiding dangerous climate change. Loss of human lives, loss of ecosystem services and species So really speaking, the affordability question has to be seen in the context of what would happen if we don't take some of these steps. But on top of that, this report says that all of the economic models 
are good, are positive. They may be slower than what they would be otherwise if we did absolutely nothing, but that this is not going to be the economic catastrophe that uh, Fox News and the Republicans enjoy pretending that it will be. Right. It won't be free, but it won't be that bad, says IPCC co-chair Otmar Edenhofer. Climate policy is not the free lunch, but climate policy could be a lunch worthwhile to buy. We have the means to do this, but it remains a huge, huge challenge. Uh, but you could say it does not cost the world to save the planet. It does not cost the world to save the planet. And that's a point that I think needs to be made because this is the new line I've heard from deniers. Now they just say, oh, you want to destroy the world economy by taxing carbon and, and so forth. That's how desperate they've become. Right. And the scientists say, no, actually, it will bring economic benefits from innovation and it'll cost a lot more if we don't do anything. So taking action now will be a lot cheaper and a lot safer than waiting. And good news, the IPCC says the political will is actually rising around the world, with governments already taking action to invest in resilience and clean energy. That's the encouraging news, but the fact that they are recommending we get down to zero emissions by the end of the century, and that they have built their climate models on that premise tells me we may be in for a lot more trouble than even the UN IPCC thinks we're in for, because I don't see this world getting rid of its emissions by the end of this century, do you? I think it depends. Disasters often have the point of focusing the mind, so... So it depends how bad, I guess, it gets between now and then. Could be. To find out how bad it might get between now and then, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been... Your Green News Report. I'm gonna clean up the mess I made. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe it's not too late. Not if we don't get to work, though. We have to get to work on this no, to make this work. It's so. too late. <laughs> no, it it's is not too late. too late. Who are you kidding? It's it is too not late. too late. It is never too late to mitigate. Oh, that's. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you're like uh, Jesse Jackson now. That was impressive. It's never too late to mitigate. Yeah. Uh, my thanks, Desi Doyen. Great job. Uh, we will be, uh, by the way, if you don't hear all of our Green News reports, you can download them on iTunes. Hope you will. Stop by there and, and put in a good word for us, a nice review. Uh, because oh. that will help more people see it. Yeah, and as we, far as climate yeah. communication, learn about it, talk about it, and make sure that your representatives know that you want some, some, something to be done about it. The reason I mentioned uh, using iTunes because we're going to have a report tomorrow. A new bombshell study ties epic California drought and the frigid east to man-made climate change. That'll probably be in tomorrow's Green News Report, which you'll have to go out and download in order to hear or stop by bradblog.com to get it. And then next Tuesday, Desi Doyen, our 500th episode of the Green News Report happens to fall on Earth Day. What do you know? I planned it five years ago. I'm a genius. My thanks to Ray Pelias. Pi See, I knew I would screw it up. <laughs> thanks, Ray. Uh, he's working our soundboard today. Uh, my thanks, of course, to Desi Doyen, our producer. Stay tuned for John Wiener and the 4 o'clock report. Mike Farrell will be here in studio talking about Earth Day next week. We'll be back next week. Hope you will join us. Same Brad time, same Brad channel. Until then, you can find me on the Twitters at the Brad blog and at bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. 
Good night, America. Yeah,